0: You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Kraft. <laughs> Well, hello, everybody. This is Gail Kraft from the Empowering Process Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. And I have with me a very special guest. And this is Sheila Vasque, right? Sheila Vasque, yes. Yes, and so Sheila is going to share her story of trauma as a child and how that affected her body. And how, when she first started waking up, she actually was able to heal that at a very young age. So welcome, Sheila. Hi, Gail. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so much fun. And I want to talk no. a little bit about childhood trauma. You know, I share uh, pieces of my story uh, a lot. And, you know, whatever your trauma is, is important to you. And, you know, big or small, trauma is trauma, and it settles in the body. Yes. So um, for me, I had many experiences that I've shared throughout my podcast, which I won't go through in detail here. But the result was by the time I was 13, um, I had chronic constipation, which I didn't heal until way later as an adult, um, back aches, um, ulcers, um, migraines, um, sinus congestion, t- um uh, and then just of whatever. So when you think about not being able to communicate, which is this, not being able to tell my truth, which was the sinuses, right? And and so on and so forth. Because of the weight I held in, so many secrets, so many lies in my family. And I was the one who was expected to carry it all, even though I was 10 years younger than my siblings. 10 and 20 years younger than them, I carried the weight. And so it showed up in my body. Now I have none of those conditions now, by the way, not one. (laughs) Right. And I am on no medication, by the way. Right. So, (laughs) right. Um, Am I saying that your mind will heal you? I'm never going to say that. I'm going to say that miracles do happen. Do seek a profession. A professional but also work on yourself mind body and soul so sheila let's yeah. talk a little bit about some of the stuff that was going on in your life that led you to physical ailments and what those were like sure
1: um thank you and you're
0: right i mean all of it sort of
1: no matter what it is we are all faced with trauma i don't care who it is. Someone's got a story, right? right. Um, like you said, and I'm curious to know too, were if you were given that information or it was your cross to bear, because I felt the same way. And maybe that's the empath in me. Um, when I was young, I absorbed all of the the trauma, whether it was mine or not, or not mine. And there were many experiences growing up that were Traumatic for me, like I said, and um, made me feel a certain way. But I also took on everyone else's as well.
0: And so, so I- I'll tell you my story, and then we'll go yeah. into yours because it's it's true, um, and we're all empathic to some some degree. So at the age yes. of two, I was sitting on the floor playing with clothespins. My mother was at the sink doing dishes. As I was playing and putting together and pulling apart the clothespins, a pipe broke in the sink, under the sink. Mm -hmm. My mother went through panic, and the two-year-old associated me playing with the clothespins caused that pipe to break, causing my mother to panic. And I made a decision. This is how we, these are the stories we make up. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. The, story, okay. tell the yeah. story to tell itself. And I made a decision that I, my family will no ever, ever again go through that. Yes. I will be sure I keep the peace and balance in the family at two years old. That's amazing. Yeah. That
1: is amazing. Huh. Well, you know, there's things that I can't remember as a child or A toddler for that matter. But I will tell you that my mom was a widow when I was a year, and my brother was two. And that caused a lot of trauma. And maybe I never related this before. I only looked at it as me as the victim of that. But um, because, you know, my brother was like the God that came back that was the son that died. And Sheila was like, just invisible. Mm -hmm. And my mom was experiencing trauma. And maybe that actually makes sense where I always felt this need to protect my mother. Right. And I feel her emotions before she would speak or when she walked in her room. So I was actually processing this right now as I'm talking to you. (laughs)
0: And that's what coaching with yeah, is like.
1: <laughs> um, which I never actually, because I always felt, because I know, yes, you're right. We all do have em- empath in us. Some take it to different degrees, right? And I think that isolation of being alone as a child, too, I just, I absorbed energy and would sense feelings and energy constantly, and so that being said, I think I held a lot, I don't think I know I held a lot of emotions inside of me, but now I'm like ding 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 ding, another bell's going off in my head right now, where I never ever thought of that part before, so ding, Gail, you're good, thank you, but um, yes, so, yeah, it did cause disease, and um, when I was eleven or I was ten, actually, when Um, I couldn't figure out what was wrong with my finger. It started in my index finger and it was really swollen. And I, I was delivered newspapers at the time. I was 10. Imagine, could you imagine a 10 year old working today? (laughs) That's funny. But anyway, (laughs) Um, yeah, I was delivering newspapers and I'm like, what's going on with my finger? I just keep banging it. It keeps hurting. And sure, it just seemed like, you know, well, what's wrong? So we took x-rays. It went on and on and on for about a year. By that point, a year later, the the, the index finger went from swollen to crippled. And then it started going into my whole right arm. So long story short, um, nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. And so my mom took me to Boston Children's Hospital. And I was a case study there. And I was diagnosed at that time, which was super rare with scleroderma. Now, typically you don't get scleroderma. It's a number one, super rare. Getting it as a child is like rarer than rarer than rare. Okay. So it's very bizarre and no one could figure out. Doctors are like, I don't know how this is happening. So anyway, they gave me a diagnosis of five years to live. And... um. That was it. I had no function of my right hand. And that was the label that they gave me and the diagnosis and the lifeline that they gave me. And I do believe that that disease, which I like to break down as dis-ease, and a lot of the things that we're feeling physically in our bodies are caused by our minds and the things that we carry within us, and so it is. Mind and soul is a very powerful thing, and I was able to heal myself and get full, regain full function of my hand again, and it looks ten times better than it did when I was uh, fourteen. And I did that by one person in my high school talent, my health teacher saying. One day, we're going to talk about the power of the mind and how powerful it is. And what you give power to has power over you. And that was the day and the moment I decided, I don't have this disease and I'm not giving it attention anymore because the more attention we give it, the more it will thrive. So I let that go and went home and said, I'm no longer a case study. I'm going to figure this out on my own. I get to decide what my timeline is and I will decide what I'm going to do. Um, so the good news is I'm still alive. (laughs) (laughs) In many different ways, but I'm still here whether you like it or not. Right. So, uh, so
0: much more. And, and so it's, what's the way that I break down the, the mind and body soul connection, um, the soul is always pure and the soul is, is joy and, and, um, and wants to play. Yeah. Um, but if you don't let it in, it, it just, it's just kind of waiting there patiently for you yeah. to, to, to notice it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, your mind and your body, when you put attention to something, mm-hmm. it creates energy. So imagine you've created an electric shock in your body and you keep zapping and keep zapping the same spot because you're replaying that same program over and over you continue to zap and eventually that part of your body your body goes well i don't want to be zapped anymore so i'm going to stop feeling that right and so you're still zapping so okay you're not zapping there i'll zap a little bit further down the arm right yeah right yeah Yeah. i'm not going to stop zapping Right. And so this is where, and I'm going to say the big C cancer patients, mm-hmm. right? Many people that I personally know who have had mm-hmm. to deal with that horrific disease um, mm-hmm. have been people who have carried the burden of the family on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. They have been the people who have been the responsible ones. Right. They have been the people who have been Atlas holding up the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I most loved most of the time. Right. Right. And, and I, and I can remember hearing friends when I was in high school, my mother has cancer. She's such a wonderful person. Why would God do this to her? Right. Well, she's such a wonderful person. She's doing it to herself because she's not loving herself enough. Yeah. Amen. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so that is fact. Now, Will someone get cancer who doesn't lose an (laughs) atlas? Of course, of course. There are many causes for these unbalances in our body. Sure. Right. But that one is definitely a prevalent one that I have seen time and time and time again. Yes. People in my life. It's the people who who love too much. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, as children, Mm -hmm. we love too much because that's all we know. And yeah. we learn to either blame ourselves and hurt ourselves because we would, of course I'm going to continue to love my mother, right? Mm-hmm. So something's wrong with me here. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a terrible person because I, I still have to love my mother or, well, I'm the victim and, and I'm not gonna love my mother anymore and I'm gonna blame her for everything. Right. right so yeah. we go again yeah. into that cycle so um earlier we were talking about how we are so similar so my mom passed when i was three
1: wow. and so
0: i also were raised with a single that explains the hence
1: why you took on that
0: emotion right that responsibility well that just got bigger and and bigger yeah. it was just and it just mm-hmm. insane um and then the secrets and the lies i mean one of the th- most prevalent conversations in my household was don't hang your dirty laundry out for the neighbors to see of course and i'm like what dirty laundry right <laughs> what you, what you, i'm like Steven, what are you talking about dirty laundry what dirty laundry i'm not supposed I, you wash it before what are you talking about right <laughs> mm-hmm. right um, yes. and one of the traumas that i a couple of years ago worked with was my father's and my mother's not mine right but it it came up and i'm like oh come on i have to deal with yours too (laughs) right right yes um yes you know it was about being jews my mom was a german jew so you can imagine her fears and my father was a Russian Jew and his family left Russia when they were bringing Jews out into the woods to shoot them. So you could imagine how he was, was raised, right? Mm-hmm. And so this whole fear of our religion, I can remember my dad on a Friday night, closing the curtains, putting the yarmulke on, mm-hmm. lighting the candles and saying, don't ever be ashamed of who you are. Well, nice well, <laughs> well, right, right, <laughs> right. Plus, I asked to go to temple. I asked to learn Hebrew and was told no. So but don't be ashamed of who you are. Don't be ashamed of who you are. Right. <laughs> be proud. But no, you know. You, right. But but the good news is, you know, that put me on a journey at yeah. 13. To explore mm-hmm. other religions and spirituality, yeah, right yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's funny because again,
1: I have no knock on religion if that's what makes you feel good, you do what makes you feel good. Um, I have my their Christian beliefs, but there's there's a to me, religion is a organization. Um, your oneness with God or universe or whatever it is you want to call it, that's unique to you. And that's special, right? People can go to a church and still act like, can I swear on here? Um yeah, you yeah. can. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that doesn't make you good because you went to church and you treat people like a butthead. Okay, right. Right. It makes you a good person when you are connected to your source, your God, and you portray that and serve onto others with kindness and love in the so world.
0: It's living with integrity, um, however you define, however yeah. you define that is. Um, my first roommate was a Roman Catholic. Therefore, she had confession. Yes, I live She that. could go to confession and confess her sins. Mm-hmm. And then the following week, sleep with all the married men that she could. Perfect. And they go confess it again. Yeah. Right? And she and, and I would sit there going, confession is supposed to mean I'm sorry and I'll never do it again. It's repenting. Guilty for your sins. <laughs> Right, so I was very confused about um, her interpretation, and I can remember she did of course, get pregnant and um, went home. and one of the bartenders that we, where we used to frequent when the child was born, he said, "Is it a redhead?" <laughs> uh- oh, can you see me my uh I can see you fine, honey. Okay, great, because my phone's ringing, and I don't know what to do. Okay. Just let it ring. It'll go to, to the answering service. Okay, hey, sorry about that. So I missed your last part. Can you repeat? That oh part no. Again? So the, the the one of the bartenders where we used to go asked me if her child was a redhead because he was a redhead Irishman. Oh my! Wow. Yes. And yeah. um and you know for for me it was very very confusing. You know I didn't I I I couldn't wait to to change roommates. I didn't know who was going to be in the apartment in the morning when I got up. Right. You know, it was, it was a horrific experience. Um, but the, but what was our point? <laughs> well, the point
1: was it's being
0: connected
1: and yeah. not being labeled, you know, under a box of a religion. Mm-hmm. Again, whatever makes you feel good. But, you know, I was brought up Catholic and it was like, and, and then, you know, and I have friends in every religion right, which is crazy, so I would think to myself as a child, like, why is that person going to go to hell, because they're this, and but I like that person, and they're really nice, like, that's when I decided as a young adult, or a teenager, whatever you want to call it, like, this doesn't make any sense to me, like, God's God, and we're here, and we're human, and no one's going to hell for thinking whatever they think. What, is, what are you doing out in the world, right. Right? right? That's it. Stop focusing on, literally, it's really comes down to just be kind for God's sakes.
0: <laughs> really for your hard. own sake, not just God's sakes, but for your own yes. sake, right? So it's very interesting. You know, we had mentioned Abraham Hicks earlier yeah. um, in our o- offline conversation. And um, a- another st- story she tells one of the people in the audience asked her about hell. Is there a hell? And her answer was whatever you manifest exists. Mm -hmm. So if you believe that there's a hell, then you've created one and it's out there waiting for you. I agree. Right? I will look at living here as hell. Uh, You could think of that. People the same yeah. yeah um it is what you perceive it to be this is going to be heaven on earth this yes. is heaven on earth this is going to be yeah yes. this is heaven on another, earth. another couple of weeks and you'll yeah. absolutely know that it's heaven on
1: earth. i know i'm excited <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: very excited
0: yeah 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 So, um and then again it's it's perception it's um, it's what you want to create with your mind. And so, you know, Sheila, you created healing with yours. Uh, and, and through that, you went through um, not necessarily good choices um, it, as a young adult um, with relationships. And I, and I, you know, me neither. I made, made poor choices, but they were necessary choices. Because I could not have a narcissistic conversation with any of my guests if I wasn't once married to one, right? <laughs> I could never talk about alcoholism if I was never exposed to one. I could, right? If if I didn't have these experiences, mm-hmm. then I couldn't have compassion for those who have had them have, right? And have come through them. Yes, and I guess that's what. I want to make sure
1: people understand that your journey is yours. There are no coincidences. Everything, whether good or bad, is not there to hurt you. It's there to teach you if you choose it to be. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going through that horrible process going, woohoo, yay, this really is. Awful. I love it. <laughs> no, it makes you get uncomfortable. It forces you, it forces you to change. it forces you to face whatever that is. And if you don't fix it, guess what? It just keeps on knocking and knocking and knocking until you finally figure it out, you know, well, until
0: you're uncomfortable enough. yeah, right Say, I,
1: I'm tired. I'm tired.
0: Right. What do I need to do? What do I need? I surrender. You surrender. So it's nothing. Necessity is the mother of invention. Mm. Being uncomfortable makes it necessary for you to make a change. Yes. So even in a narcissistic marriage where I was absolutely miserable, if it wasn't for that one straw, I would still be in that relationship. Sure. Right. Sure. And so it and it was and honestly it was my daughter that's like I, I don't want her thinking this is this is good stuff, this is not a good marriage. I don't want her growing up thinking this is normal. Yes. You right? Right? Yeah. So yeah. God, our lives aren't really parallel.
1: <laughs> um, but you know, and, and to his credit, we're really great friends today, and my kids understand everything. Um, and I never talked poorly about him ever because he doesn't deserve that. Cause he also
0: has pain. Right. And, right. and, that, and, and that's, that's where the narcissism
1: that's... comes from.
0: Right. Pain. right. So one of the things I can say about, um, the men in my life, <laughs> um, <laughs> because that's who I chose because until I, until I healed, um, is that they had such deep wounds. And such confusion at the tender age, every single one of them, of early teens. Yeah. When you have a a loss or a trauma from about, I guess, 7 to about 14, in that time frame, it Mm -hmm. anchors in and Mm -hmm. it messes with your head. Sure. Right? And so you know, I can remember my husband saying, you know, I'm really not as confident as everyone thinks I am. In fact, I'm scared to death. Mm-hmm. And me thinking, and he's, and you're afraid that I'm going to find out. Right. As your wife. Right. Right. And so that facade, that control is there because you don't want me to see, to find out.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, of course. Yep. And there- in there yes and, you know and I think we feel like we'll save them no not even don't <laughs> I don't anymore right
0: but you're right, right. And now you're right.
1: I'm like okay you know I and again I, I I don't ever want to make him out sound bad because he wasn't he he went through stuff mm-hmm. and that's legit and it was, you know, it makes people should realize that I said the same thing. I don't want my children to think this is a healthy relationship because they're just going to mirror it at right. the end of the day. And, but if they can see us get along and be really great friends, that's what I want them to see. And even though it might not look picture perfect and Facebook ready, it is what it is, right? It is. And how cool is it that we get to be really great friends and get along really
0: well, not living together. You know what I mean? Right. And sometimes yeah. the not living together is the key, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, even a great guy. Um, great guy.
1: Just, it wasn't working. And that's not the image I wanted to portray to my children. Right.
0: And I do not want them to think that's what it's supposed to be. So oh, we have so- to break that system. And, and honestly, there are there's the right person for someone like that. There is right. There is the right person for someone Wonderful like
1: that. woman, right now. She's amazing actually. And she's perfect for him. Right. I have two tough skinned I mean, it just, it, it does it didn't work, you right? know, and that's right. not a bad thing. It's just, and it, and I got two wonderful children as well. So yeah. isn't that a great bonus? Again, look at the blessings, not uh-huh. the other stuff. So
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, um, So you've taken this healing, you know, so you've gone through, you know, a little bit of bumps, a few bumps um, and then, and then you woke up. So what happened that got you to where you are now? What was the thing that happened that made you say, wait a minute, I need to look deeper into this life, this thing, I call it the game, this game we call life.
1: Yeah. I don't know, Gail. I feel like I always questioned everything. I just don't, I didn't get it till later on. So I have always been awake. I just never understood it. Right. Right. Um, I would say it was when I was leaving the marriage Mm -hmm. was when I was like, I've given all of me. I have nothing left. What do I do? And that's when, for me, I turned to God. I started journaling. I started listening to Abraham. (laughs) I started, you know, tapping in within and it started manifesting and the signs started coming and synchronicities and guidance. And I was like, whoa, this stuff is like, where are we going with this? And it fested into a jewelry and accessory company. And then it I don't know, I can't describe it, but that would say that was the moment. And um, I don't know how many years ago that is anymore, but somewhere around 20 years, 18 (laughs) years ago, I don't know. But there were so many gifts inside me. I had no idea I had, I knew I could feel everything. I knew of all these things, but I never knew what they were. So I feel like I've always been awake. I just didn't know what awake meant. Right. When,
0: what a great uh, way to put it
1: yeah, yeah um you know and then even the worldly things I always questioned this always I remember being young and my parents watching the stupid news and I'm like shut that thing off it bothers me it bothers me it affects me and I don't believe
0: any of it anyway <sighs>
1: yeah. you
0: don't no I, uh, we could do a whole, we could could do a whole podcast on truths and lies. Oh, truths and lies. Um, yeah, I, I question everything. I, I, I thought I was jaded when I was younger because I didn't believe, um, anything. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't believe what I was being told. I didn't believe because I saw something different than what was coming out of your mouth. Yeah. I'm like, right. Right. And I felt something different than what, than what you were portraying. And, um, and I believed that more than what was coming out of your mouth. And yeah. I, I understood that I was being manipulated. I just yeah. didn't know by who. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And I fought against that. Of course. My entire life. Why do we want to be fools? <laughs> right. Well, I, I no longer feel manipulated. No. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so there, there's nothing to fight against. And I think that was Mm -hmm. the fear of like, well, you know, so who's pulling the strings. Right. Right. Well, I am. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You can. Right. 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 But it's, it is, it is true that, and this is the world that's falling apart. Sure. World that is being, has been in the past, Mm -hmm. that of, of lies and manipulation Mm -hmm. And the more people that are waking up and it's happening at an exponential rate,
1: rapid paces right now,
0: rapid paces, the more people are are going, wait a minute, I don't think that's true. Mm -hmm. Um, The more people are saying, I don't have to do that. Or why are we doing it that way? That's stupid. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, The more yourself not
1: being old and programmed on what to think right
0: what to do things are going to are changing because of because of that you know my favorite game um i did this with the client the other day and um a very aware client i've had some pretty aware clients and i said well well why don't we play what if and and he's like well what do you mean and i said so so what is it that you um to do but seems to be a problem getting there. And so let's say, you know, um making a million dollars. Okay. So what if making a million dollars was easy? Ooh, I think that would feel good. What if you tapped in to feeling good all the time? Yeah. Oh, life would be delicious. What if Life was delicious, right? And so you take your answer mm. and you say, well, oh. what if, what if, what if? So it's, it's like the, the, it's called the five whys, which is a 6 inch okay. tool. Um, but it just, what if, what if, what if? Or what if that wasn't true? So yeah. again, take the million dollars. What if you didn't need a million dollars? Right. Well, then I would be doing this and be doing that. Well, what if doing this and doing that is just something that you can do? Well, then that means that I'm the one who's stopping me. Well, what if you were able to move forward? That would be miraculous. What if miracles are true? Right. 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 Yes.
1: So you just. Honestly, it's perception. At the end of the day, it's all a perception or a lie that you internally, subconsciously, subliminally believed that you need to unbelieve. You know, if you were told your whole life, oh, you got to win the lottery to make a million dollars or, oh, you know, that's going to be a miracle. But there are miracles every day and people break records every day and people make millions of dollars every day. So why can't it be you? Well, what if you stop telling yourself
0: that story that you that you are telling yourself? At Christmas time, I was at a service, and I listened to the the minister take a truth, teeny weeny piece of truth, and wrap lies around it. And it's the first time—I love the Christmas ceremonies. It's mm-hmm. the first time I saw nothing but lies in the ceremonies. like this is how we've all bought the lies yeah we trust people because there's the truth i can see the truth so for instance his one of his truths was these are dark times and i sat there and i went right Mm -hmm. now it's very dark because the light is about ready to explode through and so people are afraid yes these are dark times and there's no way out but ooh, that's not true that is sure. not true. We are coming out of it right now. You can't say there's no way out because that's happening. Right. Right. Holy shit. And I'm looking around at everyone buying that there's no way out. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so, so bad. This is so dreadful. Wrong. This is dreadful. Right? <laughs> Everybody right? left Christmas in June. Right. 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 And so I'm like, so this is. that's when it dawned on me yeah on how i because i was always wondering how did you accept the lies right when you question them your whole life and you didn't trust your whole how did you accept the lies and that's it. it's kind of like i asked and the universe said this is how right and um and that's how and so there is a smidgen of truth in all of the lies Mm -hmm. You know, if you go through FBI training, they teach you how to lie by telling the truth, but not the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Right. 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 That's how you pass the lie detector test. (laughs) If you believe your truth.
1: Right. Because you're telling the truth. Right. Right. Crazy. Right. I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, people have convinced themselves of whatever truth they want to hear. And that is it. And that's what they believe. And that is not telling a lie. Right. Exactly. So,
0: so what if, what if, so, so, and, and I'll give you um, a a sister example, because I know what her answers would be because she's, (laughs) my family comes from a sphere. What if everything that you believe to be true tomorrow, you woke up and found out it wasn't so (sighs) the world will come to an end. What if The world doesn't come to an end. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. What if you not knowing is okay, right? So what if, Mm -hmm. what if, right? And that's where, you know, when we talk about being open and being connected and being spiritual, it's really just being curious and saying, "Well, well, what if, you know, what if I walked with the gods, What if? What if? Yeah. What if the the gods talk to me every day? I have a a friend, I did a meditation with her and her family. And when we were done, the conversations we were having, I'm like, she's touching God right now. Yeah. Whatever is coming out of her mouth is like directly from, holy shit, I wish we were recording this. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And half the words that come out of my mouth, are not mine. They're not. They're They're not, not And the Bible says there's two or more miracles happen, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean we have to be in the same room, right? There two people right now that are together and miracles are happening in our conversation. Yep. Yeah. And I'm getting goosebumps. I don't know about you, Gal. Right. Absolutely. Well, I'm like, <laughs> if you see me looking around, it's like, it's because I'm like, <laughs> nope, it's not. It's uh, not. So we never know wait. where conversations are going. Um, But Mm -hmm. but Sheila, so what are some of the things that you do for folks now um, and how people get in touch with you?
1: I appreciate that. Um, Well, like you, I just want to, I want to, I feel we have been called to be there for the people when they decide what if. And when they're ready to say, what if there is something better? That's what we've been trained to do. Um, So I did write a book called Powerful Mind, Powerful Soul. It's very easy, very simple. I know we live in a fast-paced life and time. So um, I covered everyone's excuse. Um, I know you are an amazing author, many, many books. This was only my second one. And I created a journal that's beautiful, a deck of cards. I'm trying to get people that are ready to take that first step. And it's not so hard. It's kind of like a um, beginner's tool to heal. If you want to call it like powerful mind, powerful soul 101, right? Let's call it that. That's what I should have called it. Um, but that's really what it is. So you can do the entire, I call it an experience because if you actually do, well, the book is an experience, but the book, the cards, the journal, I believe a lot of magic lies in the journal. A lot of people will agree that are are like us as well. It's where I'm able to tap in anyway, so maybe that's why I favor it so much. But most I talk to, whether it's and that could be through any exercise actually. So I take that back. It's not always in the journal. It's in the form of which you download your your information because um, sometimes it came to me from running. But anyway, so I yeah. go. Yep. Yep. Or for walking. The- <laughs> walking, running, yeah, yoga, whatever that is, um, it's tapping in. And I just believe that first and foremost, we need to discover who the hell we are. Who are we? Why are we here? And what's the point of all of this? Right? right? But let's figure that out. You need to learn how to respect, value, love yourself. When you can do that and master that, you can master anything at all right? And life will just become so much easier for you. And um, yeah, so that's what I've created. So that being said, I've just launched, it's only a week old right now, but a YouTube channel. Um, this is fairly new. I'm not on, I should be on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all of that in about one to two more weeks, finally. Um, but it is all available on my website, um, powerfulmindpowerfulsoul.com. But I am trying to just get the message out on any and every platform available to me, any stage available to me, any podcast available to me as well. So um, and when you are in the, when you are in that now, you you just meet people like minded. <laughs> it just you it
0: just to- flows. It just it, flows. It's <laughs> magnetic. It's magnetic. It's yes. Yes, it's it's pretty amazing. So yeah. um absolutely and all of this information will be in the show notes. So um, people didn't get to write them down, it's in the show notes. Thank you so much, Sheila. And this is Gail Kraft from the Empowering Process Podcast. If there is something in here that stirred you or if you have questions, please do comment for us give us a thumbs up. That always helps. If you know someone who could benefit from this conversation, which was a little bit strange conversation, absolutely share it out with them. And as always, always, always we love you. Please do subscribe so that you know when there's another episode that comes available. Again, Gail Craft saying goodbye. We love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process Podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.